And then the mozzarella balls. Woo, you ever had one of those in New York? Yeah, you like balls, don't I you? I love the mozzarella balls. A lot of Fermenta cheese on those bad boys. Suck them up. They're good. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show. Glad to have you here. It is a Tuesday. Coming to you live from the Shell Shock CBD HQ here in Richmond, Texas. Ah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Two episodes yesterday. I didn't manage to upload the first one because I felt like the, uh, the one with Sarah who came in, Sarah Fields. She was wonderful to have her as a guest. Wonderful guest. Um, we talked about pornography in schools, public places, specifically public libraries. And she laid out a very interesting plan of attack on how to combat this and the ways they've been successful in getting these bills passed that are banning and making it illegal to have these types of uh, materials distributed in public places, specifically taxpayer-funded places. And, you know, she was a wonderful guest. Uh, we're gonna definitely going to have her, have her back. Now... If you haven't checked out the episode, it's up on iTunes. You can look it up at allamericansavageshow.com over on iTunes. Check it out there. Um, and in the links, you can actually get the uh, the 411 on where to go to resource um, information, places to, to look up books in your libraries. You can type in words. It's, it's very, very helpful. So if you have any questions about that, just again, go to the episode, go down to the links, uh, there's a few of them in there. And again, like I said, you can research your local uh, state library, your local uh, school library, stuff like that, and get some information on what is actually available to your children. Might surprise you. She said here in Texas, she found over 300 books and the superintendent removed them all, which is amazing. It's incredible. But folks, it could be happening to you. But really enjoyed having her on the show. Now, you know the drill, folks. Hit that share button. Tell your friends about the show. It helps us out quite a lot. I find it very interesting. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it right off the bat because I don't give a fuck. Um, I bring her on. She drove two hours to come on the show, which we're really grateful for her to do that. She comes on the show, and she's done a lot of independent journalism, a lot of work to bring this to the masses to get get eyes on this. And I simply say, hey, share the show, get the information out there. Hardly anybody shares it. Hardly anybody shares it. Maybe if I would have put like I don't know hashtag God's children are not for sale. Talked about QAnon conspiracy theorist Jim Caviezel. Talked about human trafficking from Sound of Freedom. Maybe if I would have paid tickets to people to go see a fucking movie, you might have shared it. Get some information out there. Actionable information to keep kids from seeing this crap. Nobody gives a fuck. That's why, this is why it's, just, it's so fucking funny to me. It's so hypocritical. People will jump on the trending bullshit. And then you give them some actionable information saying, look, get this message to the parents. This is hitting every single school out there. This is disgusting. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. 
So only, let's only care when we can virtue signal about it on social media. And then you actually talk about it. You bring an expert guest on. Well, it's whatever. Every single one of my fucking Twitter followers, man. I know. I watch. I fucking watch. Facebook, too. Those are the days that I just feel so burned the fuck out. It's like, what the fuck's the point? You do stuff to try and help people. And what do they share? The dumbest shit imaginable. It's fucking annoying. But yeah, let's, let's, let's share sound of freedom because that just does so much. Fucking annoying. Come on. Come on. That episode's out and live though. It's over on iTunes. Uh, actually, wherever podcasts are downloaded. Uh, it's funny to me. A lot of news to cover today. We've got a disgraced former FBI agent. Another one? Another one. Biden seeks more money for Ukraine. And then the Alabama brawl that makes WWE look like a clown show. I don't know if you've seen this one yet. It's it's like blacks versus white. And it's and the whites have it coming, to tell you the truth. Like, I've watched the videos. Like, ooh, that's not good. That's not good. But uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. This episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. You know the drill. You know the drill. You got trouble sleeping? You want some Delta 8? We got you covered. You can go check us out. ShellshockCBD.com. Code Savage saves you 10% or more. Well, no. No more. Just 10%. should probably clarify that. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the news, folks. Disgraced former FBI agent involved in Trump probe to plead guilty in Russian oligarch case. A disgraced former senior FBI agent involved in the agency's investigation into the 2016 Trump campaign based on phony allegations of collusion with Russia is expected to plead guilty to illegally working for a sanctioned oligarch when his case is heard next week. A Manhattan federal court filings outlines. ABC News reports Charles McOliel. McGongill? McGongill? I don't know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Former head of counterintelligence for the FBI's New York field office is scheduled for a plea proceeding August 15th, according to a judge's order. The 54-year-old is accused by U.S. prosecutors of working for sanctioned Russian oligarch Oleg Derspaka and change... And the change is plea in plea is related to criminal charges of evading U.S. sanctions and money laundering. Good Lord. Huh. Wow. That's uh, quite a lot. That's quite a lot. I'm still confused, like, why Hillary's not in jail. Because, I mean, it was proven the Hillary campaign funded this whole thing, this whole Russian collusion BS. What yeah. happened? Nothing, nothing happens there. Massive propaganda wave, lies, out the ass. Nothing happens. Why? Why? The Daily Mail reports McGonigal's attorney, Seth Ducharme, used a status, a status conference last week to explain there was a decent change in the case is going to be resolved. Prosecutors in January said McGonigal, I can't even say his name, uh, who retired in 2018, received uh, concealed payments from Derpaska in exchange for investigating a rival oligarch and unsuccessfully pushed in 2019 to lift U.S. sanctions on Derpaska, as Breitbart News reports. Talk about corruption. It's everybody, man. Talk about massive levels of corruption. An FBI agent working with Russia for Russia. Pitting, wow. Essentially using, in their their position, using a foreign intelligence member 
to investigate their political rivals. Damn. Good job, FBI. Using them resources for good, right? Resources for good. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> another report, man, just when you think it's like you can't, you can't do anymore. Biden is wanting to ask for another Ukraine aid package north of $10 billion. I'm, dude, <laughs> let me know when the shooting starts because I'm telling you, this government is just, it needs to be overthrown. This guy is such a piece of shit. Do you think if a Republican gets in office that they continue? Depends on which Republican. Do you think DeSantis would? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. He has changed his mind on one or two things on that one, I think. But the last I saw, he said no. He wouldn't want to fund it. And then I heard Trump say that in 24 hours he could end it, which, no, he can't. But I don't. I really don't think Trump would fund it. Because, I mean, Trump pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Right. He pulled us out of all that bullshit. So I don't think Trump would allow for us to continue making payments to Ukraine. DeSantis, I don't know. I talked about it on yesterday's show, which I haven't yet posted. He talked about, like, he wants to go after third world countries for anti-Semitism. He's like, dude, no, absolutely not. Fuck no. Yeah, he Massive red flag. for president of Israel? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Israel's an ally. But at the same token, I gotta stop saying that. Israel's an ally. But I'm just, when I heard him say that, now this doesn't make me want to switch my vote to Trump. I'm sorry. The things Trump's already done. It's like, mm, but that part of the Sanders campaign, I don't agree with. I do not agree with. See, what concerns me about him is that we'd stay in these proxy wars, whereas under Trump's administration, we didn't, the U.S. didn't get into any new. But he also didn't pull us out of Afghanistan, like he said he would. Did he draw back? He drew, a little bit. He drew he, back, yeah, but yeah, we still didn't withdraw them. I mean, we were still funding them. But You're there, there was no new wars. Well, I mean, okay, but that's what I'm saying. There, do you think DeSantis is going to create new wars? I don't think he would. I don't know. I don't think he would. Tim Pool's in the news, apparently. I'm seeing some Tim Pool clips. Stuff popping up. So Candace Owens is coming out there, like, bashing DeSantis. She's talking about all DeSantis uh, influencers are, like, quietly throwing in the towel because blah, blah, blah. It's like, name one. Name one. What are you, what are you talking about? This stuff that kind of aggravates me. It's like these generalized statements of, like, so-and-so's influencer network. It's like, well, I can show you the proof that when we talk about Trump's influencer network that's getting paid a lot of money, I can show you the proof in the receipts and stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, name one. And people never want to do that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Weird. We've got a very interesting thing to share with y'all. Well, let me get back to the original thing here. Um, President Joe Biden will soon ask Congress for Ukraine aid package that could exceed $10 billion, a report released Tuesday found. Punchbowl News, News reported Ukraine aid battle will resume when Congress returns from recess. The incoming request, which could be north of $10 billion, follows as Ukraine continues its slow-moving counteroffensive against Russia, and America and other NATO countries have pledged support for Ukraine. But why is it America always doing the heavy lifting? Yeah. I'm just at a loss on this one. Why is it our responsibility? I just, I don't understand this. America seems to always be the continuous ones that are providing the most armament, be it, be it older armament, money, and that's your money, folks. That is your money. That is your taxpayer dollars going over there to fund this war that the Biden administration under Obama helped facilitate through the CIA. It was proven. And yet you have to pay 
for the sins of these corrupt politicians. I'm just like... These guys have to be getting paid on this. Oh stuff. yeah, 100%. that's the only way they keep the, funding these. The fact that he is under, like Hunter Biden, is under such heavy scrutiny for such extreme levels of corruption, lies in dealing with the enemy. It was talked about Barisma. His partner talked about all this stuff. Yeah, and yet we keep seeing that this whole operation that is being protected in Ukraine, Biden wants to protect. That's his money source. That's a lot of where's my. I'm yeah. just kind of like how I I don't get. Like the other thing that worries me is McCarthy. When he's going to propose this bill, what's McCarthy going to say? Because McCarthy's endorsed this. Not this one specifically, but in the past, McCarthy has, McCarthy's been on board supporting Ukraine. The guy's a fucking rhino show. Yeah. But Trump's endorsed him. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. And all the Republicans jumped on board with this guy. Dude, what the hell? What the hell? This is not America that we want. This is ridiculous. There's no accountability. They said already armament that was sent over there has already been found on the black market. And they're, they're going to keep continue coming after you, folks. The Army Acquisitions Chief told reporters on Monday that the Department of Defense um, was working on funding package for lawmakers to consider. The package would be used to replenish American weapon stockpiles, which have been depleted after providing munitions to Ukraine's protracted conflict with Russia. The United States has provided more than $110 billion in aid to Ukraine. Even as voters go sour on the prospect, are even more taxpayer dollars being spent to aid the Kiev regime? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has said that any additional Ukraine funding should have to go through regular order or the appropriations process and not a supplemental package. 70 House Republicans voted to cut off funding for Ukraine in July, making the expected Ukraine aid battle highly contentious. McCarthy should just say, don't even bother. Yeah. Don't even try it. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, there's there's not going to be an end game here. No. As long as there's some Another swampy war. politician yeah. Yeah. who's in charge, they're yeah. going to continue these proxy wars because they all make money on the back end. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise. They're making bank. Yeah. Off of your money, folks. Off of your money. More corrupt politicians pocketing your money. <sighs> $110 billion. Uh, they and the dollar paid. just continues to devalue and devalue and devalue. And we're just printing off, the Fed's printing off more and more money. I'm just like, bro, it's time to leave America. Like, this country's sinking, man. This country is sinking. We keep spending all this money on all this dumb shit. What about America's interests at home? What about our issues here at home? We're so worried about, oh, we got to worry about this world axis with Russia. Russia can't even beat Ukraine right now. I'm thinking we're okay. Russia's not going to conquer the world. But also, I don't give a fuck if Russia does take Ukraine. Let them. I don't care. But I think they're going to stop there. I really do. They're not going after Poland. And Ukraine is not NATO. They had the opportunity. They didn't want it. Well, then you're on your own. I so, think they did that on purpose. Well, obviously, they did yeah, it on purpose. Oh, for sure. But then what's the point of even having NATO? If the point behind NATO is joining an alliance to stand against anybody that could be considered uh, evil that would want to invade more colonialism, more expansion, whatever the case may be, and you don't join, then why are we supporting you? That seems like you're kind of getting your cake and eating it too. You pick it, you pick a side. You they pick not to join. Okay. Okay. You've had your chance in the past. 
But suddenly when you're getting invaded, then you want to join. No, man, too little, too late. Yeah, too well, little, too late. They used Ukraine as their piggy bank. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. I mean, looking at it now, you can see there's all kinds of corruption that's going oh, on God, over there. Like, it's not just Biden and his idiot son. No. You know, it's all all of the these government officials. In contrast, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has slammed the current defense cap set by Fiscal Responsibility Act. The debt ceiling deal struck by McCarthy and Biden and has pushed a robust aid package to Ukraine. A Ukraine aid package would also require generous floor time as both chambers of Congress needs to pass the appropriations bill to avoid a government shutdown by the end of September. Um, I'm kind of wondering if a government shutdown would actually be a good thing. Yeah, what would, what would happen? Start saving money. No more money to Ukraine. These people are just insane. I just can't, I can't believe it. A poll released last week found the majority of Americans oppose sending more aid to Ukraine. <clears throat> so then let me ask you this then. If you are an elected representative of the people, by the people, for the people, and the majority of people do not want to send any more money, and yet you still continue to do so, you are now in direct conflict with what the voter base wants. You are in actual opposition. Therefore, I feel like you should be removed from office. I, I, man, I'm just, I'm so sick of all the politics, all the political corruption and bullshit. It's just ridiculous at this point. It's insane. <laughs> Majority of Americans don't want this, and you're going to do it anyway. Then why are you there? Why do we even have them there? They're not doing what the American people want. Why are they there? It's crazy. Bidenomics, small businesses' outlook remains dismal for 19th straight month. I thought we were doing good as an economy. Oh, did you see gas prices again? Back up. Almost $4. Oh, Almost $4. Great job, oh, Biden. Thank God. I was like... Three chicken breasts were like almost 20 bucks. What? It's supposed to be like eight bucks. I know. Chicken wings tripled in price, quadrupled in price. The Biden White House has been struggling to get the American public to buy into its positive spin on the economy, which, it, you know, and that's what I love about the Biden administration. Um, oh, there was a long expose on that Brooklyn dad defiant. Apparently, he was a prior crackhead. He was evicted from his places on five different occasions, unemployed multiple times. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because, you know, sometimes you don't have a choice in that. But uh, this guy's a piece of shit, and he gets paid $58,000 to post his nonsense. Yeah. Holy that's cow. What, I mean, that's why most of these guys are posting stuff yeah. that they know is bullshit. It's yeah. just because they, they get paid. They get paid. They get a reaction. And if you think the left is the only one that does that, I got news for you. The right does it, too. Drano and the rest of them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Billy Housewife says Tyson is shutting down multiple factories. I wonder what the causation behind that is. Chicken is so expensive. Well, no, you think they'd be making more money? Not if they're being. It's like it's an indirect tax. So there's there like, uh, we're not going to spend. You know, we're not going to tax anybody over four hundred thousand dollars. But they go after the the Middle businesses. Yeah, yeah. They go after businesses. Yeah. Raise their taxes up, yeah. and then they have to raise their tax or their prices. What if we so move shell shock? Let's move shell shock to Costa Rica. We, we don't pay like a one percent tax. I'm just really? saying. Just saying. We could charge more in shipping, or maybe not because we make more profits because we pay less in taxes. 
Maybe. Go get a little uh, little condo out there on the beach. Say, fuck America. Is the marijuana government. legal out there? I think so. Is it? I don't know. It'd be cool if it was. What about cocaine? Who cares? <laughs> like, I don't think cocaine's illegal anywhere except what, Amsterdam? Is it? I don't know. I think kidding. so. Hmm. And people, you know, what I love about the Biden administration, though, is they talk about, like, Biden economics. Like, it's working, man. And then you go to the grocery store, you look at the gas pumps, it's like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? What are you on, old man? What's going on over there? That they think everything is fantastic and touting Bidenomics. All I can think about is like a scene in the Titanic where everyone's like, the Titanic's literally singing, like, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Nothing to see here, folks. Move it along. That's like, bro, we're literally sinking. No, we're not. Please go back to your offices. Like, no, we're literally sinking. Look, it's like, oh, that's not sinking. That's just a figment of your imagination. I know. Who fills up their car with gas and is like, God, I'm glad Biden got in the office. Uh, and to think that Democrats still support this douchebag, it's kind of like, bro, y'all are in a fucking cult. Y'all are in a cult. If you really sit there, I mean, I, dude, I, I really, I think most voters don't delve into a lot of the issues uh, within, like, below the surface, like below the cosmetic surface of politics. And what I mean by that is, like, the on the upper crust, it's gas prices, uh, cost of freaking food, all this other stuff. But when you start delving into, like, policies and stuff, that's a little bit more of the advanced political uh, topics out there. But if we go by what I think most voters are really interested in, it's gas prices, it's cost of living, Basic economical stuff like that. So if you're telling me that you voted Biden and you don't delve into the policies that he's clearly fucked up on, but you just go by the cosmetic, the upper crust, how can you still want to vote for Joe Biden? How? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I saw that one video of the uh, that lady in San Francisco that got somebody walked past her and spit in her face and told her that they're going to rape. Did you see that? Uh, the one where they signed the bill in Texas? No, no, this isn't San Francisco. This was just some lady who posted a video on Twitter or TikTok or something like that. And she was talking about how she was walking down the street. She didn't feel safe in San Francisco, mm -hmm. especially at nighttime. Mm -hmm. And she, somebody spit in her face. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then she changed her story. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it was, was, like, a, was, it was, it was a black guy. I was like, no, it was a well-dressed white dude because well-dressed white dudes do that all the time. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, really? Really? You're afraid really? of a well-dressed man going to work. Did this? Did that really happen? Uh, really? Really? You're sure about that? Are you sure? <laughs> it's like, bro, come on. Ugh. Everybody's got to be a victim. Everybody's got to make it. Yeah, she's small. It's just straight up small at everybody. The Biden White House has been struggling to get the American public to buy into its positive spin on the economy, which is dubbed Bidenomics. <laughs> Why would you dub it that? I get Reaganomics, trickle-down economics. I get that. But Bidenomics is like, hey, hey, man. We're going to see how bad we can fuck this whole thing up. We're going to call it Bidenomics. Yeah. Smells like Gerber food. On Tuesday, a survey of small businesses indicated why that is such a hard sell. I, could, I haven't even read this article, and I can tell you why. The economic shift in America has been such a downward spiral that people's discretionary spending is impacting businesses. It's like a secondary or tertiary effect. The cost of the basics goes up and then folks are really going to have to scrunch and save, prioritize their spending. Not that they weren't before, but you're not going to be able to spend money on the things that don't matter anymore or the things that are uh, more cosmetic. For example, Delta 8, Delta 9, stuff like that from us. We've seen sales plummet because of this. And we poll our groups like, yeah, we just don't have the money anymore right now. And I don't blame people. I get it. I, I totally get it. But yes, small businesses are not 
doing good under Joe Biden. We're doing no. horribly. Yeah. I shouldn't say horrible. Excuse me. We're not doing as good as we were before under Trump. I will admit that. It's I'll night and day. Yeah, it is night and day. 100%. It's black and white. It is black and white. So when Joe Biden goes up there and he uses a little fat black lesbian to shill his lies, Kareem Jean-Pierre, Connie's doing good, uh, bitch. Where are you living? No, we're not. No, we are not. Maybe in the White House, everything's fantastic. And certainly not in the cities. Definitely not in the cities. Just like, what the hell? Small business owners have a dismal outlook about sales, growth, and business conditions. Said Bill Dunkelberg, the chief economics at the National Federation of Independent Businesses. The NFIB's Small Business Optimism Index came in at 91.9 for July, up by 0.9 points from the prior month, but well below the index's 49-year average of 98. This was the 19th consecutive month below the average reading. The share of owners expected better business conditions over the next six months rose 10 points from June, but it remains historically very negative at a net negative 30%. And you see that the Biden White House will take something like that. So you see, hey, we're growing each month. Yeah, but you're below the average. You are below the average. So that doesn't mean anything. It's like, hey, gas prices dropped. Yeah, from seven bucks to five, but they're not two like they were. So you didn't achieve anything. It was under $2. Yeah. So I, so I always love how they try and pitch this. They pitch is like, hey, man, we're on the rise. No, we're not. You're yeah. still below average. Do you think if DeSantis becomes president that he gets the gas prices back as low as Trump did? Oh, 100%, yes. You think so? Yeah, DeSantis would definitely be in favor of drilling. 100%. Well, you know what? Hold on. I don't know. I don't know if he's talked about that, so I don't know. But I know most conservatives, if they're serious conservatives, are going to be for drilling. Because in 2015, when Trump was running, he he was talking about gas prices, how yeah. high they were, and he yeah. was like, "You could lower, I could lower them immediately." Just yeah. talk to OPEC, and yeah. you know, listed a, all of his reasonings on how we could do it. Yeah. And sure enough, gas prices yeah. came down under Everybody two dollars. Yeah. yeah, and then business because I really okay. So if we break this down to like the the smallest, let's just talk about okay. Hold on, what do you think you spend the most money on monthly as far as um your monthly bills? I should, you know what? Not the most. I'm sorry. But taxes. the most. Not just well, yeah, taxes. Huh? But I feel like most people. Groceries. Groceries and gas. Yeah. So if we take groceries and gas, which I think we can all agree that groceries and gas are the biggest ones that the, we have to spend. There is no way around this. You can cut the subscriptions. You can cut Netflix. You don't have to have that. But you do have to have gas and you do have to have groceries. So if you're able to lower a cost on both of those, that means money is going to be spent in other areas of your life that you can now have more discretionary spending in. Well, with Joe Biden, those prices have gone up such to just enormous levels. Discretionary is gone. People are like, I can't, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I can't afford it. So businesses are like, fuck, we're, we're dependent upon that discretionary spending. And so when Trump talked about that and he did that, businesses flourish because it's like, again, it's like trickle down economics. Maybe not trickle down to an extent, but more so it's like, look, if we become more dependent on natural energy here in America and less dependent on foreign energy, they don't get the, like, it blows my mind that you sit there. It's like, man, I got to buy this food and it's so expensive from this Russian restaurant. It's like, well, there's an American one that sells it for like a quarter of that. Yeah, but the government says we have to buy it. It's like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. And then Biden goes over there begging the Saudis and the Saudis are like, uh, yeah, no, no. We don't have leaders. We have losers in the White House. We have losers. This stuff's ridiculous. He is literally 
you know, we want to talk about all these economic issues, all these, it's Biden. Well, I mean, I'll say it's partially Trump with the whole lockdowns, all that other bullshit. This is a combo. But then when Biden, I think, I think Trump was kind of making the coffin, which it was going to teeter back up eventually with open up. We were in a V-shaped recovery. But before that other option, that, that, that upward trend hit, Biden put the nail in the coffin by canceling the Keystone, pulling us off of freaking natural independent oil here in America and putting us more reliant on foreign energy. And they spiked the prices and we're fucked. So it's kind of like, it was like a series of unfortunate events from both sides. But we were on the trend of like coming I, back up. I don't know that it was unfortunate, but I, I think it was planned on Biden's side. I think under Trump's administration, we were seeing it economic recovery because it you know everything shut down then it opened right. back up we're starting so back up yeah things were going and then yeah. biden got in office but had we not initiated that downward took a big plunge shit on everything had we not initiated the downward plunge we wouldn't even be in the situation well we would because biden still would have canceled foreign energy yeah he we would just have. wouldn't have had a dip first he it talked was about like, that all along the yeah. campaign trail about how he wasn't going to redo yeah. any gas leases yeah. land leases stuff like that yeah. he was going to shut down all that stuff absolutely and then and he did. confidence went through the just done yeah and he did done tired of it and i don't blame them because if it was like my company and i'm worth billions of dollars and the president says well you know we're going to cancel all these contracts i'm not investing what's the point i'm going to lose money because at the rate he was like canceling contracts it's like no dude because now i got to pack all my shit up it's going to cost me a lot of money uh, i'm not going to get involved in this so naturally we have to be more more reliant on foreign oil and they're going to jack up their prices they got you by the short hairs and biden and there's the worst part biden allows it he allows this. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss, man. The share of owners expecting their businesses conditions over, or, oh, excuse me, the share of owners expecting better business conditions over the next six months rose 10 points. Okay, we talk about that. 21% of owners reported that inflation was their single most important problem in operating their business, down three points from June, but still a historically high reading. The net percent of owners raised average selling prices dropped to a net 25%, the lowest since January of 2021, but still high by historical measures. 14% said their average selling prices were lower and 40% said they were high. The NFIB said price hikes were most common in finance, retail, wholesale, and construction. A net 27% said they were planning on hiking prices in the future. And that's what, you know, here's the thing. It's kind of like, so say like you're a baker and the cost of flour goes up. Well, you got to bake that, no pun intended, into your actual product. So the price is going to have to be increased. And people want to blame the, blame the businesses. It's not the businesses. It's not their fault. We talk about like chicken, for example. How much does chicken feed cost? Well, that's gone up. All this stuff is going up. Yeah. And they have to bake it into their overall price. Otherwise, they lose money. That's the you, way it works. Uh, shut down your business like that trucking company, Yellow. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Done. Cost of fuels through the roof for them. I, I mean, I can't even. Whew, yeah, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine on that. The NFIB survey is an important window on the economy. A small business are often a bellwether for changes in conditions and account for nearly half of private sector jobs. With the small business owners, views and future sales growth and business conditions dismal, owners want to hire and make money now from solid consumer spending, said D. Dunkelberg. Infl Dunkelberg. Yeah. Inflation is eased slightly on Main Street, but difficulty hiring remains the top business concern. That's another one. crazy this is what happens when you vote democrats 
When you vote in Democrats, this is the nonsense that you get. There is a reality, there's an economic reality that we have to face. And the Democrats live in this world of just emotion, of fairness. It doesn't work that way. But every time they try and force it on the people, this is what happens. This is what happens. I'm just over this, man. People are stupid. Alabama, please. Have you seen, have y'all seen the WWE brawl in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama? Did y'all see that? <laughs> Alabama police issue arrest warrants for riverfront brawl caught on video. A fight broke out at a riverfront park over a pontoon boat potentially blocking a riverboat from docking. Alabama authorities on Monday said four arrest warrants were issued in connection with a massive brawl at a riverfront when a group of people appeared to attack a dock worker as onlookers screamed and recorded the chaos. Montgomery Police Mayor Sabak Holman said more warrants could be issued after authorities review the footage of the brawl that drew the nationwide attention. Police said Sunday that several people were detained and charges are pending. Montgomery Mayor Stephen Reed said police will hold a briefing Tuesday to provide an update on the situation. While there's still a lot of activity and interest in this, we know we'll come through this together as a community collectively. Oh, my God. Like the community's impact. It's a bunch of idiots. Like, well, number one, if you haven't watched the video, uh, the white dude just goes up and cold cocks the black dude for no reason at all. Or even if they are, you don't know. You don't get to just punch some dude in the face for no reason. And then other white dudes come and they start jumping the black dude. And then suddenly all these black people come and start jumping the white people. One dude even jumps into the river to swim across the way to start getting licks. And one dude takes a, ch a chair and beats another dude into the water with it. It's like, what the hell is going on? Um, the fight was captured from a boat of onlookers at the River Run Park around 7 p.m. Saturday. The fight appeared to start when a crew member of a city-operated riverboat tried to get a pontoon boat move that was blocking the riverboat from docking. A man is seen shoving a crew member who took off his cap and threw it in the air. The, conf the conflict escalated when several people joined in and attacked the employee who was punched and kicked while on the ground. The on an onlooker recorded the melee is heard shouting, help the brother, help the brother, instantly goes to a black versus white. One person is seen swimming to the dock to apparently help the worker being attacked. Onlookers intervened and pulled the individuals off the worker who was seen standing up on his own and walking down the dock. A separate video shows that several passengers then confront the pontoon boat group after the riverboat docked, sparking another brawl before police officers intervened. An employee and suspects named in the warrants have not been identified yet by authorities. Did you see the second it like, angle? It was like the whole family. I think it was a family, of, a family of white people, and the, they were attacking the black dude. But then I think people saw it as a race thing because it was nothing but black dudes that were attacking the white dudes. It's like, oh, my God. Did you see the other angle behind the... Uh, uh, there's like, I don't know, 10, 15 people just watching them. Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. 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 Huh. I'm not getting involved in them. Like, hey, go to town. Uh, but the funny thing is, like, even on TikTok, they're reenacting this. Like, there's a bunch of black and white dudes that literally reenacted this, and it was so funny because they over-exaggerated everything. So it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't think people are making this, like, a race issue as much as I thought they would, but more so of, like, y'all are all stupid kind of issue. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. But, they, oh, my gosh. This river is just, folk. That's river folk. River folk. <laughs> black guy said that cracker bitch called my mama a hoe. Either way, I don't know. But watching this whole thing unfold was just kind of like the Keystone cops just coming like 10 of them, 20 of them coming out of one vehicle. Like, what the hell? 
But I think the best part was a black dude who jumps in the river to swim across the way to help his buddy out. And it's just kind of like, oh, so I guess black people can swim. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I just look at that as like, this is, this, is the, this is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at. You literally get in this brawl for what? For what? Was it worth it? Like, was it worth it really? So, but yeah, that's been going ultra viral. A lot of people have been talking about it. And it's like, this is the dumbest thing ever. This is so stupid. Oh, okay. You're going to fight about that? Yeah, whatever. Oh, man. Democrats. You got to love Democrats on this one. Images show men armed with rifles and body armor coming across the southern border. The incident took place in Texas, but the men were not found. Fox News has obtained images that show suspected cartel gunmen coming across the U.S. southern border in Texas, toting body armor and rifles, the latest instance of armed men believed to be cartel members at the border. It's a national security issue, right, folks? What do they think is going to happen? You leave an open southern border, cartel's going to send its militiamen across the way, or not militiamen, soldiers across the way, to send them up over here for operations running in America, and they are running in America. And yet the federal government is suing the state of Texas for putting those boys in the water in the Rio Grande Valley, I think. Yeah, and that's something. Again, at the port of entry, yep. there's no barbed wire. Yep. You can come across safely. Yep. If you uh if you have the proper documentation. Proper documentation. Right? <clears throat> Mike the Mighty Bear says they're all gonna get jobs as Leos in Illinois. <laughs> He's not wrong. Come with their own friggin' firearms. <clears throat> Law enforcement Fox has told, or excuse me, law, yeah, law enforcement sources tell Fox that the three men were spotted on Saturday evening by cameras in the front area and were seen carrying rifles and wearing body armor as they moved through the brush. Border Patrol agents, including the agency's BORTAC tactical unit, were deployed to the area but found nothing. It is the same area where law enforcement arrested five suspected members of the Northeast Cartel in June. So clearly... Our law enforcement and the federal agencies are not doing their job protecting the border. States are having to do it, and now they're being prosecuted by the federal government. Bro, if there was ever a need for a civil war, I mean, this is kind of it. Like, the federal government did, is no longer doing its job. They just confiscated, like, uh, like 400 pounds of fentanyl or enough fentanyl to kill, like, I don't yeah. know, hundreds of thousands of yeah. people. Yeah, not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's like, are they making money on this? That's the only thing, conclusion I can draw for them not doing anything down at the border and just letting yeah. thousands and thousands of people across. Illegal drugs, guns, Bro, the human trafficking. Yeah. The politicians are... Uh, did you listen to Sarah's episode yesterday? Talking about the um, the state legislatures here in Texas. The Republicans are on the take from a lot of these border cities yeah. that have gender clinics. They're literally getting paid vast amounts of money, so they're voting in favor of letting children transition. Absolutely, they are. I'm That's like, why you see these doctors the because yeah. they get paid to do these yeah. surgeries, right? Yeah. And in some cases, the government subsidizes these mm -hmm. surgeries and their yeah. hormones and whatever yeah. else they're going to give them. It gets to a point, man, when if the government is not going to do its job and people are corrupt, it, you just violence is the last answer. What else are you going to do? Are they going to be prosecuted? Nope. Anything going to happen to them? Nope. No, they're just going to make lots of money. Make lots of money. The corruption is ridiculous. We need a Batman. We really do need a Batman. We do need a Batman. Another article here. Rockway Beach shark attack victim lost 20 pounds of flesh after the bite, sources confirmed. 
Jesus. The woman, I know. That's insane. That's a big flesh sandwich. The woman who was attacked by a shark at Rockaway Beach this week is suspected to have lost approximately 20 pounds of flesh due to the gruesome bite. Police sources told the Post Tuesday. The victim, a 65-year-old Queens woman, was attacked while swimming alone off the shore near Beach 59th Street shortly before 6 p.m. Monday. Losing, and there's no pictures of this. I kind of was, I was hoping there would be pictures. There's no pictures. Maybe on uh, Twitter. Yeah, possibly. Lifeguards spotted her screaming for help in the water and pulled her to shore where she was given first aid. A tourniquet was applied to her leg to help stem the bleeding before first responders arrived. The woman was taken to a Jamaican to a Jamaican hospital where staff said that she was in stable but critical condition Tuesday. The rare shark attack, believed to be Rockway Beach's first since 1953, prompted the city's Department of Parks and Recreation to shut down swimming and surfing at the popular seaside spot Tuesday. We hope... For a full recovery for the swimmer, the Parks Department said in a statement. I'm just getting Jaws vibes, man. Just, just That's it. Just Jaws vibes. It does have some photos. It shows it on the beach right here. And it shows the woman. doesn't show the actual bite. It's a chunk. It's a chunk. Oh, man. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, for sure. That's rough. Though this was a frightening event, we want to remind New Yorkers that shark bites in Rockway are extremely rare. We... <laughs> hey, guys. Even though this woman just lost a big 20-pound chunk of her leg, this rarely happens. It's like, mm, okay. I'm going to stick to the pool. <laughs> oh, my God. New York um, PD sourced the area with helicopters and drones following Monday's evening attack, but did not spot any sharks. That's why I love people out there telling me, like, the sharks are friendly. No, the fuck they're not. No, they are not. These are predators. Carnivores. They, this is their home you're in. And they sit there and like, well, as long as you don't provoke them, <laughs> bro, you're in their home. These are animals. They, they don't think like humans. I, I think a lot of humans forget that. It's like, we can live in harmony. They will straight up eat your ass. Oh, my God. Your big fat ass. Your big fat ass. And last, most certainly not least, Rudy Giuliani lists longtime New York City home once raided by the FDI, FBI, FDI, for five, or excuse me, $6.5 million. This is a nice home. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani is listed as a decades-long Manhattan co-op, which is raided by the FBI in 2021 for $6.5 million. Located in the Upper East Side at 45th and 66th Street, the home first hit the market at the end of July, according to the Insider. Records obtained by the Post show that Giuliani, who's now 79, purchased a three-bedroom, three-bathroom corner unit in 2002 for $4.8 million. It is unclear why Giuliani... Oh, my gosh. $4.8 million for that? It's not, that's not even the building. It's just a corner apart in the... $4.8 million. Yeah, I don't know how people live there or in California. Good Lord. For a, hold on, what was it? It was a uh, a three-bedroom, three-bathroom corner unit. $4.8 million. Three-bedroom, three-bath for four point eight mil. Four point eight. I thought you said six. Back in 2002. Now he's reselling it for 6.5. It is unclear why Giuliani is selling his longtime home and whether this means he is leaving the Big Apple for good, but a source tells the Post that he could be gearing up for another possible court cases. One legal eagle... One legal eagle told the Post 
There is no doubt that if he is federally indicted, he will need top-notch lawyer. Oh, did you see how much Trump has spent in legal fees already? No. Over $40 million. Or actually $38 million so far. 38, like what the fuck are these lawyers charging? Good, like that's a lot of money. It's a lot of quiche, my friend. I am not aware of his financial circumstances, but considering what he could be up against, it is not uncommon to sell assets or even list your home for some quick income. The Post had reached out to Giuliani's reps for comment. Located a stone's throw away from Central Park, the Manhattan residence includes a wood-burning fireplace and a semi-private elevator landing. Features of the building include a 24-hour doorman and a rule barring construction work during the summer. Huh. I didn't even know they had stuff like that. City life. Fuck down. Totally. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I had some good news. My bank quoted me at a 6.7 APR for a loan. Really? Yeah. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I remember when that used to be bad. It's still bad, but I'm like, it's not 10. I mean, fuck. He said, yeah, we can get you a 6.7. He said, and that's just, that's for today. It's like, when you find the house and we uh, want to lock us in, we'll see. It ain't no 2.65%. No, it ain't. It was like two years ago. No, it ain't. But at the same token, like I said, I want to rent this house I'm in out. Yeah. And so I'll just take that mortgage money and put it towards mine and make the payments on it. So it's kind of like, I, I think it will drop. I think it's going to take a lot of time, but I don't want to wait. I think as soon as Trump gets back in office, things will yeah, just get back to If Trump gets back in office, because it's not normal. Politics aside, it's like, what do we do if Trump's not back in office? What if we do get four more years of Joe Biden? What I are we going to do? We're totally fucked. Think so? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't, we can't keep doing this. I think the American people have suffered for, for, for three years. And it's like, the, it's just the spending is out of hand. J- yeah, the inflation the sh- is out of hand. Short amount of time that this douchebag has been in office. He's fucked it all up. Uh, like, just the amount of scandals. Oh, and- yeah. Criminal activity coming out of the way. It's just extraordinary. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure what will happen if he gets back in office or if any Democrat gets back in office because their agendas are just talking to kids about sex and open borders and giving all of our money to the Ukraine. Oh, 100%. As the dollar devalues, as inflation continues, let's give more money. Let's give $10 billion to Ukraine. What's that going to do for the economy? But yeah, he said 6.7. I was expecting like a 7.5 or an 8.1, which I was going to be like, all right, I'm not going to do. But I want to see if I can bring him back down just to see, just to see. But I'm also noticing housing prices are going down. A yeah. lot of these houses that were listed before, they're, they're starting to go down. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Which makes me wonder if they're going to, like I said, if the interest rate's going to go back up. We'll see. Well, so while some of the photos are virtually staged, a jersey with the number five is visible in one of them. It's a replica of Joe DiMaggio's Yankee jersey that Giuliani got in 2002 and was signed by the famed player. Uh, situated on the 10th floor is the same residence that was raided by federal agents in April of 28, back in 2021, during their probe into Giuliani's alleged dealings in Ukraine. I didn't know that. Giuliani had dealings in Ukraine? Color me shocked. Who, who doesn't have dealings in Ukraine? I'm not surprised anymore. At the time, Giuliani was being investigated over whether he legally lobbied for President Donald Trump on behalf of officials and oligarchs in Ukraine. The FBI seized a trove of electric devices. Giuliani shot back, accusing federal authorities of trying to frame me and alleged that he was under investigation because of his work for former President Donald Trump. Usually a person who has been a former assistant U.S. attorney, a U.S. attorney, or a mayor, the associate attorney general, usually they receive a subpoena, not have their home raided, Juliana said at the time in an interview with Fox News. The only lawyers that they raid are lawyers for Donald Trump. That's actually true. It that is, is true. actually true, yeah. That's what makes me think 
This guy is super clean. Who, Giuliani? Trump. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But I will say that... Well, they have to keep making shit up to hmm. try to... Go know, after him? Go after it. Yeah, yeah. It's... But that does not, that's not mean that somebody's completely clean, though. There could be... I mean, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, do you, I mean, if we think politicians, you think Donald Trump is not corrupt in some way, shape, or form? Well, yeah, I don't think you he become DeSantis a billionaire I think they all without are. doing some, you know, some well, dirty, shady dealings oh, yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah during I think they're all career. corrupt. I think they're all fucking on the take. I don't think there's a single politician out there that isn't. The only lawyers that they were, okay, he added that during the raid, they purposely ignored copies of Hunter Biden's computer hard drives and blamed the investigation on Trump derangement syndrome. You're not going to stop me and you're not going to convict me of some phony crime, the former New York City mayor said. You know, it's really sad. I think Giuliani just like, he was really, what was it, like in the 80s? He was mayor of New York? Was it 80s or 70s? No, all the way up until like uh, the early 2000s. He was there no, during, yeah. That long? Yeah, he was there. He at cleaned up New York. Like he got, he, he went after organized crime. Like wasn't yeah. he the one that got a uh, Hoffa? Not Hoffa. You know, well, no, um, hold on. Who, he took down the, the mob. Yeah, I forget who it was. But there exactly, was the fame. Was it a uh, was it a uh, fuck Teflon Don? Whoa, oh my God, Gotti. Did he get? Was he Gotti? John Gotti. Yeah. Was was Giuliani involved with that? I I'm not sure. Let's go back and look that up. Which uh, mafia member it was? Yeah, I'm sure somebody in the uh, chat knows. Um, Giuliani was mayor. Wasn't Giuliani mayor during 9/11? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, they handled that. Yeah. In November of 2022, prosecutors eventually dropped the case and let a Manhattan federal court judge know that they would not be pursuing criminal charges following their investigation. Despite avoiding criminal charges in 2022, it looks like America's mayor allyship with Trump could land him in hot water once again. It was John Gotti. Okay. Thank you. Um, despite avoiding criminal charges in 2022, it looks like America's... Okay, sorry. The unit was put up for sale five days before the former president was indicted for his alleged role in the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election. While not explicitly named, it's widely believed that co-conspirator won and the indictment is Giuliani himself. At one point, Giuliani owned six homes, including the nine-room co-op on the Upper East Side and the house in the Hamptons and had 11 country club memberships. A year after he purchased the UES co-op, Giuliani married Judith Nelson on the lawn of Gracie Mansion. Following the divorce 16 years later, Nelson lived in the unit until May of 2019, while Giuliani held on to the co-op after the divorce was finalized. She received the Hamptons home and Walter Watermill, which she sold in 2021 for $5 million. It's unclear which property in Giuliani's portfolio is his primary residence, but he purchased a home in Florida in 2020. Imagine having that many houses. Whew, nice houses to boot. And being a mayor. And being a mayor. Weird. What's that salary? <laughs> $25 million a year? Fuck. I don't, what, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, he was an attorney, though, before. But still, that's a yeah, lot of money. That is a lot of money. Let's look I'm it curious. up. Hold on. Let's look it up. What's the mayor's salary of New York? Because that's, that's public information. New York mayor's salary. $258,000 a year. The mayor's entitled to a salary of $258,750 a year. Damn. That's like... Yeah, in New York, it's obviously yeah. like minimum wage if you're buying an apartment for $4.5 million, right? What do you mean? Like if, if an apartment, like a three-bedroom apartment is $4 million is what mm. he bought it for. Right. It's like $250,000 isn't really that much money living in New York City. Uh, oh, oh. But that, that can't be his only source of income, though. Obviously not. That, yeah, obviously. He's got an office in Ukraine like, or what? How much money did he have saved up when he was a lawyer? 
And like, how long was he a mayor for? Let me look that up. For a while. From like the mid 80s. Because he must have been mayor for a while. Who did he beat out? It was like he lost his first time running for mayor. Um, From. Okay, hold on. Okay, he was born in 44 in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. This dude's like Department of U.S. Attorney and Department of Justice from 77 to 81. He practiced law privately, but in 81, he returned to Justice Department as an Associate Attorney General. In 83, he was appointed U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Mayor of New York, he was early in his political career, Giuliani became affiliated with the Republican Party. After being narrowly defeated in 89, he won election as mayor in 93, the first Republican to hold a position in two decades. He promised to reform the city's finances to crack down on crime, and he was credited with success in both areas. He cut expenditures by, among other things, trimming the city's workforce and winning concessions from unions. The mayor encouraged the police to take an aggressive stance against even minor infractions of the law. Even litterers, jaywalkers, and reckless cab drivers were ticketed as lawbreakers. This campaign earned him the sobriquet, the nanny of New York. However, the crime rate fell, and the mayor claimed that New York had become a more civilized place, and he wasn't wrong. Yeah, if you talk to, I mean, do we have any New Yorkers in the chat? Before Giuliani threw in with Trump and, you know, people, whatever, people, New Yorkers loved Giuliani. Oh, yeah. They loved him. He went after the mob. He was the people's mayor. Yeah. America's mayor is what they called him. A lot of people loved him. But then when he fell in with Trump, then a lot of people just started hating him because of Trump derangement syndrome, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, well, you see that a lot with some of these celebrities. Yeah. Where like they rapped about him wanting to be like Donald Trump uh, and all yeah. this other and then stuff. Suddenly hate him. Yeah. yeah, didn't he? I think he even uh, Trump funded Jesse Jackson's campaign back in the eighties. He did, yeah. And then Trump's suddenly a racist. All of a sudden, he's a racist. Yeah, it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes with them. Um, Giuliani had his detractors, however. Critics pointed out that he was taking credit for a crime decrease that was part of a nationwide trend. A nationwide trend. How does that work? A nationwide trend of downward crime. I think it was his tactics that he used. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they're saying it wasn't him that helped clean up New York. It was just a nationwide trend of plummeting crime. Oh. What? Explain that to me, please. How do you have a nationwide trend? That, that makes no sense. No, I think it was his his policies that he put in place oh, clearly, for the, like, yeah. the stop and frisk, that right. kind of stuff. To Which, where, I don't agree with that one. That was very unconstitutional. Well, that's how he got, like, if somebody jumped the... Uh, the, the turnstile, turn, yeah, yeah, in the subway, they would stop them. Sometimes mm-hmm. they have guns. Sometimes they're a big, bigger criminal. Yeah, so that's kind of how they did. But if you live in a super dangerous city, yeah, how else do you clean it up other than doing these types of tactics, right? Well, the stop and frisk applied to more than just that, though. It was literally like people on the street could just get for whatever reason if they had any slight suspicion, not even probable cause, just a really, suspicion. yeah. That's why because remember they were I talking. thought it was just like smaller crimes that they would commit, like yeah. jaywalking. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, but it's kind of like, I, let me, you know what? I don't know a lot about that one. Let me look back because I remember the stop and frisk. Look into it, get back with me, we'll talk about it. <laughs> now, I remember Austin Peterson was talking about that as far as it being very unconstitutional in the way they were applying it. It's like, if you're suspected of a crime, then of course, yeah, naturally. But like the stop and frisk factory said they would, it, was, it was applied to um, liberally. Everybody was getting stopped and frisked, which violated a lot of individual rights. Said So it wasn't applied towards, say, for example, jumping a turnstile. It's like, but do you still have the ability to stop and frisk somebody? It's like, yeah, well, I mean, if murder rates are like out of control, yeah. then I could almost see that you have to take these types of tactics to, you know, get this scum off of the street. True. Giuliani had his detractors. However, critics pointed out that he was taking credit for a crime decrease that was part of the nationwide trend. Okay, further, in several incidents involving charges of police brutality, the mayor seemed to defend officers' misconduct. To some critics, the mayor's actions could be petty. 
as when he refused to meet visiting dignitaries if he disagreed with their politics. In a highly publicized incident in 99, the mayor denounced a controversial exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum of Art that included works that many observers found offensive or sacrilegious. He attempted to withdraw funding from the museum but was overruled in court. Nonetheless, the mayor generally maintained high-profile ratings, and there was speculation that he would run for U.S. Senate in 2000. However, following the disclosures uh, that he had prostate cancer and he was, he was separating from his wife, Donna Hanover, Giuliani announced in May 2000 that he would not run. On September 11, 2001, New York became the scene of the deadliest terrorist attack in the United States. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Giuliani drew high praise for his handling of the situation, and there were calls that he run for a third term, even though New York City law barred a mayor from serving more than two consecutive terms. Giuliani, however, decided not to seek re-election. He received an honorary knighthood from Queen Elizabeth II. I didn't know that. Uh, for his efforts in the wake of the attacks, um, 2008. So it didn't really say, okay, so he was president all the way up to at least September 11, 2001. Mayor. Yeah, I'm sorry, mayor, not president. Uh, so then when did he take office? Uh, I think it was 93. Was it 93? Yeah. Okay. Yes, 90. Wow. Wait, that can't be right. Well, I'm sorry, two cons you can't serve two consecutive, more than two consecutive terms back to back, but you can do two, wait a term, then run again. I'm, I'm imagining that's the law there. Because 93 to 2003, that's over 10 years. Mayoral positions are what, four years or six years? Mayor? Yeah. I want to say it's is four. It six? Is, it, is it six? I can't remember. Uh, okay. Leadership of Giuliani wrote that Ken Kirsten, who was published in 2002 and 2007, Giuliani announced that he would seek Republican Party's presidential nomination in 2008. His platform focused on national security, and he was an early frontrunner by concentrating his campaign efforts on the Florida primary. However, he conceded nearly a month of caucuses and primaries to other candidates. He withdrew from the rate in late January of 2008 after finishing a distant third in Florida. Hmm. It is four. Okay. After Trump was defeated by Joe Biden in 2020 presidential elections, Trump picked Giuliani to head the legal efforts to challenge the results. Giuliani subsequently made a number of public appearances in which he claimed widespread voter fraud. Though court filings failed to include evidence to support his allegations, he focused particular attention on Georgia, making numerous false claims that state lawmakers in September of 2020... Or December of 2020, it was announced that he had tested positive for COVID-19 on January 6, 21, the day on which Congress was scheduled to certify Biden's victory. Giuliani was a speaker at a pro-Trump rally, and he urged the crowd to have trial by combat. A number of president's supporters then staged a violent attack on the Capitol. Oh, come on. Giuliani's efforts to overturn the election results led to several lawsuits. Notably, in late January, he was sued for defamation by Dominion Voting Systems, a manufacturer of voting machines that he claimed were rigged in Biden's favor. In addition, the New York Appellate Court suspended his law license in June of 2021, ruling that he made demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and public at large. The following month, his license was also suspended in the District of Columbia. In August of 2022, it was revealed that Giuliani was the target of a Georgia criminal investigation into efforts to influence the state's 2020 election results. As part of that inquiry, he testified before a special grand jury later that month, August 1st of 2023. Trump was indicted for attempting to overthrow or overturn the results of 2020 election. And among his unnamed co-conspirators was an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims and pursue strategies that defendants' 2020 re-election campaign attorneys would not. It was widely understood that this statement referred to Giuliani. Hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. This got a long history, though. I'll tell you what. He's got a long history. Almost 80 years old. Hey. Guy's got a long history of, like, getting involved. 
Dark Sapphire says, he cleaned up the city. Now you can't pay me to go into Manhattan. It's, it's you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I grew up, I grew up going, uh, spending a lot of time in New York, Manhattan, Staten Island, and I always loved it. I did too. I man. love New York. I, like, I, was, I don't want to live there. Don't get me wrong. I could never live in New York. It's such a cool place to visit. It is. It's, oh, dude, especially in Christmas. Yeah. Christmas in Christmas New York. Time, yeah. That's like Amazing. every romantic comedy out there. It's got to have like a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan spin on it. It's like Christmas in New York. The sides of like Saks Fifth Avenue. All the lights are strong. There's like Christmas carols playing. Snow's fall. Oh, bro. You can't beat it. It's like it, To me, it's like that's where the perfect Christmas is spent. You're outside. You're cold as hell. You get some hot chocolate. You go back in. Nice warm fire. It's, it's, it's like, but now it's just, it's turned to such a shit show. It's turned to such a shit show. I'm so sad to hear that. all these illegals up there now. <laughs> They're deporting them like crazy. <laughs> Eric Adams is probably just destroying New York. Oh, it sucks to hear. New York is beautiful though. Gorgeous place. Yeah, it really is. There's just Central Park. So much stuff. Yeah. Been through Central Park a few times. Now that I've, I've been told like, you don't go jogging there at night. Uh, watch out. Be careful. No. Get a good raping. Get a good rape. it's the last thing I need. That's uh, yeah. That's so sad to see. That's crazy. But I mean, you get what you vote for, right? Hundred percent. John, my New York City is a shadow of its shadow of its former self. I believe it. I believe it. You know, a city life isn't fun, but it definitely. I mean, to me, it's not. And everybody, you know, perception is reality to me. And I feel like when I can't even have a backyard with grass, you know, versus I have a concrete jungle for a backyard, I get the premise behind it. I understand city life is like, you don't spend a lot of time at home. You're out about with friends, mm -hmm. hanging out, doing things out in the city. But to me, it's like, I like being able to have a home, like a nice home, a backyard, go sit in the backyard. Grass. Um, grass. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine that. I mean, I could, it's just not for me, but I do get the appeal of it though. It takes a certain person, especially if you're raised in that type of environment, like yeah. that's, that's all, you know, like I get that. That makes sense to me. And my, my cousins still live up in New York and they love it. You know, they love it. They live in Staten Island. Um, I think it's like people who grew up in California the same way yeah. where they just can't live anywhere else because yeah. California is, I could yeah, move from Texas. I'm not going to lie. This weather sucks balls. Oh my God, dude, it's so hot. It's so freaking hot. It's getting bad. I took my dog for a walk last night. It was like walking yeah. with a hot blow dryer blowing in my face. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm ready to move north. I'm so ready to move north. Let's go to Montana. Let's just go. Let's go live up there. I'm cool with it. Even in Mexico, it wasn't this hot. Maybe a little too cold in Montana. I'm down for it. I would rather be cold than hot. Because cold, you can put clothes on. Hot, once you're naked, what do you got left? You, you, there's nothing else. Like, I don't know. For me, it's just, I, I like the cold. I, I shouldn't say like it, but I would prefer that over the extreme heats of Texas. Because I, even like yesterday, it was like 107, 108. Oh, God, it was so Bro, This morning, I was going out. Uh, I was getting the trash ready to take out. And it was nice. It was overcast. The wind was blowing. I was like, okay, this is nice. This is perfect. It was like maybe 80 degrees. But as soon as the clouds part a little bit and that sun starts shining through, I was like, oh, fuck it. We're done. Like, as soon as the sun comes out, get indoors. It's like I Dune. Looking for spice in my backyard. <laughs> Oh my goodness. My goodness. But I, I don't know. If if I if I wanted to move, I'd probably head north. Really? Probably Other head than north. Texas, I really like the Carolinas. Like North and South Carolina. I don't are, really are, know enough about them to what to really be no. two beautiful states. Yeah. Never going to Georgia. Way too humid. Way too humid. Spent a lot of time in Georgia in the army. Oh my God. Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. I am. I'm I like thinking, Savannah. I'm probably going to take Sheila there this this fall. 
I love like for a little weekend getaway because I love Savannah. Savannah is just if you've never been to Savannah, Georgia, it, think of it kind of like um, a neighborhood city. Not there's no skyscrapers, but it's all just kind of like mom and pop shops. It's very hippy dippy ish kind of little little uh, little in that way, but it's nice so it's enjoyable. Um, blocks are peppered with little mom and pop restaurants, coffee shops everywhere. You do have some franchises there, like an In and Out Burger, whatever the case, or a Five Guys. But there's just a lot to see and do there. The nightlife is great. You have the riverfront property area that is just nothing but bars. And you just bar hop from bar hop to bar hop. And it's it's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it in Savannah. And the food was just oh so good. So good. But I, I'm, I've, I will die on this hill. I've been around the world. I've been around America. There is not one single place that has anything better than New York pizza. Nobody. Haven't been to Italy. Nobody beats New York pizza. Nobody. Chicago doesn't even rate. Texas not even on the map. Yeah. Texas pizza is garbage. It is. So we like we go to these restaurants and they offer these deals of like, you know, we have New York style pizzas like bullshit. Bullshit. I've been to New York. Your pizza doesn't even rate. Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. Doesn't even doesn't even rate. Cuz I I remember like growing up in Port Natchez, Texas. Like the uh, the pizza there, oh my god, there was like so thick of tomato sauce. Like this is nasty. You put a little tomato sauce and a shitload of cheese. Shit. They had this one. I think we talked about this before. I think it was Godfathers or God, Goodfellas. And they ship their pizzas nationwide. Yeah. They are that well known. Their stuff is amazing. I should probably look into that. I don't one know if my favorite styles of pizza is Detroit style. I don't. What, what is that? I've never had that. Detroit style. You make it in like a uh, nine by 11 pan. Okay. It's kind of like a, a thick deep dish. Deep dish mm-hmm. but you put like a load of cheese on it mm-hmm. and then your sauce you put like three strips and that's then like a like, chicago deep dish or nothing but that's like no, pasta no, no. With, it's like a soup bowl it's of tomato not that, sauce it's not that much sauce on okay. it but it's got like yeah. the real crispy corners on it it's oh so yeah, yeah yeah like i'm sorry any pizza you do not need a lot of tomato sauce it's just it's it's a sliver a slight amount of tomato sauce and a shitload of mozzarella oh oh and then the mozzarella balls Woo! you ever had one of those in new york yeah you like balls don't i you? love the mozzarella balls a lot of fermented cheese on those bad boys Suck them up. They're good. New York has amazing. Oh, and the dirty, the dirty water dogs. The dirty, the little hot dog vendors they sell on the streets. Now it sounds like you're talking about sex. I could be. Dirty water dogs. We should, we should make a little sounds series on the show about that. Is it food or sex? <laughs> Is it food or anal? It's like, <laughs> it's like Adam Sandler's, are they working out or having sex? <laughs> oh yeah. Play with my balls. Uh, they're having sex. No, that's two guys working out. <laughs> it's like, what bullshit? Uh, do y'all remember that? That series Adam Sandler did? I don't know if that was the all, oh, they're all going to laugh at you. That. Oh, so good. It was so good. All right, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you being here and tuning in and listening in. Uh, It's great to have you here. If you could, go check out uh, shellshockcbd.com. And if you become a subscriber, you can save money and you get key points added to your account. These are great little uh, reward loyalty points that you can apply towards getting free product. What do you need to stock up on your rack outs, your Delta Aids? We got you. And we got the new uh, CBD energy drink mix flavors. They're done. They're done. We're getting them packaged. We're getting them set up. We sent them to you. We got um, fruit punch and we got strawberry kiwi. Yeah. Delicious. Those are very good. These are very delicious. We've had to reformulate them a few times because they didn't taste very good. And then we got it fixed. So that's what takes so long. We, we have a perfection process that we have to go through. It's like, ah, this isn't going to work. We got to add some stuff to it. And now it tastes on the money. So if you like the lemonade CBD energy stick mixes, we've got more flavors coming to you to include a Delta 8. It's a Delta, it's 10 milligrams of Delta 8, 40 milligrams of CBD. I think we're going to call it Halo Dust. And it's a drink mix package, and you just add it to your water. 
Good to go. Yeah. For people that don't like the gummies for whatever reason, now we've got an option and it's going to be coming to you in the next um, upcoming months. And we're excited for this. I think we're going to call it Halo, Halo Dust. Sounds like a drug. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds like yeah, a drug. It's between Halo Dust or methamphetamine. Methamphetamine, yeah. We're going over names for this. And Josh's like, what about crack cocaine? It's like, I like it. Something like catchy it. that something, everybody knows. Something catchy. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I'd like to order some of that crack cocaine, please. But yeah, that's going to be coming soon. So we're excited for this. We appreciate all your love and support. And go sign up for the email list so we can let you know when we have new products launching so you don't miss the boat. So anyway, hope you have a great day. We'll see you bright and early right here tomorrow on the All-American Savage Show on Wednesday. You got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great day. And as always, you stay Savage America.